0: Welcome to another episode of Unabashed You. I am Rochelle, your curator. A special shout out to everyone listening. Women, we got this. And men, we love your encouragement. This is Unabashed You from the men's point of view. You may remember Unabashed You is women talking about stuff. It's a place where we can be uniquely ourselves without apology. We want to be wise, to know our worth, and to enjoy whimsy. Along the way, we have discovered, to our delight, men were listening and enjoying the conversations they heard. It seemed a novel idea to invite a few to join us. This week's guest is Sean. Okay, full disclaimer, I am his mom. not sure how to introduce this man. It will sound like I'm bragging because truth be told, I am his mom. I couldn't wait to have him be a guest for our Men in March series and he does round out the series. So I am very grateful to have Sean on the program today and This young man, well, he's not that young anymore, (laughs) (laughs) is humble, talented, loving, kind, thoughtful. I could go on and on. And again, it's going to sound like a mom brag, but I see in him, he is his own person and he has so much to offer. And I am grateful that we are connected for life and beyond. So welcome to the show, Sean.
1: Thank you. I need you as like my, my hype man, hype, hype woman or manager or something.
0: Well, I did offer way back in the day, as you, as you, as you will recall, as you will recall. Well, and, and you know, obviously I could go on and on and on, but I, I, wanted is to just highlight what comes to my mind, you know, uh, when I think about you. So that it, yes, it is going to sound like a mom bragging, but separate from the mom part is, you know, you are your own person and and you you have um, tremendous values that you really adhere to and stick to. And Um, I admire and appreciate you as your own separate individual, completely apart from me. You inspire me for sure.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for setting me up for success.
0: (laughs) What would you like our listeners to know about you to get started?
1: To know about me. Okay. This question I struggled with because like, how do you fit, you know, like a whole... Lifetime and just a little bit of time you can't no, you can't, and then you think of like all the like i I'm a guy and I'm an actor right now, but those are just like little things about you, so I guess I wanted to say like at the core, hopefully of who I am is someone who <laughs> wants to make people um smile and and laugh and work together and to try and there's just so much negativity and and people like just the you know like when cats just sort of like toss <laughs> around on the ground I don't know what they're doing but I just feel like you could tell they're enjoying it I feel like people sort of do that with misery now and they're just like I love it ah and uh, I would like to see that come to an end, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you'd like to be a part of that by... Um... Yes.
1: I, I don't think I have the ability to to like just change the world outright, but I feel like myself and hopefully loads of other people out there can each do our little part of chipping away at the yes. hard... Um, um, what do you call those? Uh, jawbreaker exterior. Yes. Of, of some people.
0: <laughs> and I like that you brought that up because quite a few of the guests lately have been talking about doing little things right where you are and how those little things can really add up.
1: Yeah, I don't imagine I'm going to be president uh, because the very first day I would say something and they would kick me out. Um <laughs> And I probably wouldn't be a a, a good choice, but, um, but yeah, do, do, do a little bit. It's like the, what do they call that? The, the carbon, you know, like the people, your carbon footprint and people who are trying to like lower carbon, carbon, you know, and so they either pay money or, or do something to, so I would like to lower the misery footprint of the world. And if I, this place have done Having done that, then huzzah. Huzzah. Yes, yes, huzzah
0: indeed. What three words would you use to describe yourself?
1: As you usually say, there I think there are many words, but right now mm-hmm. is wary, um, entertaining, and thoughtful.
0: Mm. Hopefully that's not too too
1: braggish. <laughs>
0: No, 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 not at all, not at all. And we're going to get to the wary in <laughs> in a little bit with your topic. Entertaining, absolutely, and thoughtful. Is that what you said? Thoughtful. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. You You are a person that is very thoughtful. You You think of others. You You um, try to alleviate some of their misery, as you talked about, and (laughs) trying to do what you can, where you can with whomever you can. So I like those. Now, this is going to be trickier, two truths and a lie. I mean, I do kind of know you, but I'm sure you can come up with something.
1: Okay. This took a long time to think of some stuff because I really don't have a Well, so I chose. I chose. I wanted it to be secrets that I haven't told you yet.
0: Oh boy! Yeah. Oh, no. So forget that. <laughs> okay. Forget that
1: wonderful. That wonderful intro you gave me. I'm I'm crashing it down right now. No. Okay. Really the the secrets are 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 very tame because I don't really have a lot of one. I don't have a lot of secrets, but two. Uh, you know, we, we have a good relationship, so I've I've shared. Uh, most stuff with you, so I really, had to, really <laughs> had to dig to try and find some stuff. All so right, so three secrets that I've kept from you.
0: Okay, <laughs> oh, two will be true and one is a lie. Two alike. will be true and one. Oh will my be gosh! Okay. okay, so
1: when I had, uh, you know, my permit, you know, you're not allowed to drive, or you're you're driving, but you're not allowed to. Um, there's rules, right? Yeah. Not pass a certain time, all of those things. Well, I think that's when you guys still had the Volvo. Yes, the green Volvo. Mm-hmm. I think that's the one that I was practicing in. So I um, borrowed the car at night, and I drove and picked up some friends, mostly in Claremont, you know, CYT friends, and we drove out to some um, friends that lived pretty close by, uh, other CYT people. And we TP'd their houses. And this was like we TP people that we know and it's like a sign of we we care for them. And then uh got some Mexican food and went to and Sea Beach and and probably got back about like 2 a.m. or something like that. Way past curfew. So that's number one. Okay. Number two, I only ditched school once and it was um Sadly, not to go drink or, or smoke or do anything like that, anything unscrupulous. <laughs> Instead, um, I ditched school so I, <laughs> so I could um, go see The Matrix Reloaded. I think that was the second Matrix with a bunch of friends. And we all dressed up as The Matrix characters and, and went to the theater and watched it. Uh, <laughs> Okay the third one here's a bit of a gag for you uh, secret number three okay so when I had my emergency surgery for my appendix as you remember yes um, it was l- like by the time they were gonna do surgery it was later in the night and you were obviously you know worried about me because I think I texted you at some point, hey, I'm I'm in the emergency room and you're obviously... Concerned. But by the time, you know, they were going to do it and all that, it was like, hey, they're shutting down. Just come visit me in the morning um, when I'm awake from the surgery and and ready to go. Because I'm sure as a mother, you'd want to, like, you know, walk me as far as you can into the room. And so you did. And you and and Ron and probably Mimi, somebody else maybe, um, saw me that morning. But someone else actually walked me. Into the surgery room.
0: Oh.
1: Okay. So those are the three secrets. One of them is a lie.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: We've got number one: teeping shenanigans, yeah, driving, yeah, driving yeah. the car with the permit. Two, ditching school to, to go see, see the
0: Matrix. The yeah.
1: Permit. And okay. three, emergency surgery uh um
0: somebody else took you to the hospital or walked you in or whatever yes yes i'm going to go with that one no i'm not going to go with that one <laughs> i'm not mm,
1: i purposely worked on these so so it would be hard
0: yeah to- I- I kind of think it's the first one and I'll tell you why. I feel like if you had taken the car and been out till two in the morning, I feel like I would have heard something like, I don't know, the garage door or the front door or now this was I don't before know.
1: the garage. This was the drive-up.
0: Oh, this was drive up. So it was a lot easier than to kind of, Oh, that might change things a little bit. Okay. I'll go back to the appendix. But so, ah, what was the <laughs> second one again?
1: Uh, ditching the school to go see the matrix. Well, I know you, I have
0: plans. seen the pictures of you guys all dressed up that way, but I'm going to go with that one actually, after I've been through all of them, because I think you guys just went like at night or something. Okay. That, I'm sticking with that one. <laughs>
1: the first one was the lie.
0: Okay. See, I should have gone with my gut.
1: Yeah. I did not take the car when I wasn't, I'm a goody two shoes. I did not take the car when I wasn't supposed to, I think we've definitely done like the TPing and hanging out and stuff like that, but that was always per the rules.
0: Okay. (laughs) Right. Okay. Right. Okay. And so then number two,
1: I did, Um, did, I did write in to the
0: the secretary
1: and let them like Sean needs to miss class this day and, and went with like Jen and and a bunch (laughs) of other people from CYT to go see the matrix dressed as the characters. Well,
0: and I remember those pictures. (laughs) I remember the pictures, but it never occurred to me that they were, it was during school. How funny is that? It was. And so who walked you in um, the emergency surgery or the appendix?
1: So, uh, the uh, Libney ended up finding out and he was like nearby, um, like working a case and I, and you know, can I, can I, you know, come by and see if you're okay. And I said, I'm, I'm going to get surgery soon. But by the time he saw the message, he was already there. And so he visited and it just happened. The person came in and was like, Hey, we're going to take you in now. It's like, Okay. So it's just sort of a happenstance thing, but I couldn't think of any other really like secrets.
0: No, I know. I know. And that's so, fine. To
1: and come that's, up with.
0: But it's so interesting that you never shared that part. Cause it's like, it's like an, a a nothing share. You know what I mean?
1: Share, but it's also, you don't want, you know, to like y- the parent obviously wants to be there to walk their kid into surgery. And you're like, uh, should I say anything? It doesn't matter that much.
0: Yeah, I get it. I get it. You, were, need you were
1: some secret from you. So I'll, I'll take the super, super tame one.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, all right. What's the first memory you can recall?
1: Okay. The first memory, I think, you know, I don't have a very good memory uh, just in general. And then I've had some brain inflammation issues, so it makes it even worse. But the first memory I think I can recall are like bits and pieces Um, you know, like in a movie when they have amnesia of being, I think in preschool and one is like getting a kaleidoscope in some sort of aftercare thing. I think it was red and I don't know what I did if I got enough points or something, but I got a kaleidoscope. I think I could like (laughs) choose what I wanted and I was like that. Um, And then something about, I think preschool and something with like playing with toys and then there's like a chain linked fence and all I remember is like, the chain link fence and the feeling of being imprisoned. (laughs) (laughs) And then the, uh, the other is I think preschool. And all I remember is talking to someone and then turning and a whole bunch of kids running. And I swear to you, like a daddy long legs, the size of a small pony chasing after the children.
0: (laughs) Oh, those are all like interesting preschool memories.
1: Yeah, that's where all the trauma started.
0: Preschool. Yeah. <laughs> what is one of your favorite movies of all time?
1: That is so hard. Um so it's I'm just gonna... one. You might
0: have 20 favorites. Just yeah, name I one. have a
1: lot. I'm going to give you some comfort movies. And comfort movies are those movies that you can like keep going back to and also the ones where like you're feeling sick and you're like I don't just don't feel good. But these ones are so like fun and uplifting. You can fall asleep during it. You could like, it just, it feels good to watch. It's like chicken soup for the soul
0: or macaroni and cheese for the, for the eyes, <laughs> putting macaroni and cheese in your eyes, <laughs> not in your eyes, but oh, like for your that. eyes, for your
1: eyes. <laughs> so I would say probably like emperor's new groove is just so funny and absurd. And I could watch that a million times. Um, Paddington 2, for all of you who are like, Paddington, you know, it's probably dumb, like Garfield. No, Paddington 2 is such a well-crafted movie. And then obviously, like, Star Wars, or The Birdcage, or When Harry Met Sally, like, all just sort of, maybe not Star Wars for when I feel sick, but the other ones definitely when I feel sick.
0: And Star Wars, I assume you're talking about the original three, as in chapters four, five, and six.
1: Very good with your Star Wars knowledge. Yes. I I don't own any of the other movies because I don't like them or no. Yes. I, I, I Some of the newer, like Rogue One and stuff I own, but the, the newest trilogy and the prequel trilogy, but
0: yeah. Yeah. I think most people are with you on that.
1: I like Pontius Pilate <clears throat> wash my hands of it.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, when you were growing up, who did you have a crush on?
1: I had a crush and this will show you my taste. Uh, do you remember Malcolm in the Middle? Yes, I bit? do. Yeah, of bit? course, okay. of course. I had a crush on not the oldest brother, but the brother, the brother older than the main character played by Frankie Muniz.
0: Well, weren't there only three boys?
1: No, there's f- three in the house, and then there was one that lived f- far away. So the oldest oh, he one was that in lived in out. the house. Okay, he was the dumb one. Okay, yeah. And now, this- why do you
0: think you had a crush on him if he was quote unquote the dumb one?
1: I don't know. Is it the, was it the nineties frosted tips? Who's to say <laughs> all I could say uh, is I don't know if my taste has improved much since then, Oh my gosh. <laughs> except for, except for living. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny.
0: Now kind of pivoting here to a, a little more of a serious topic. Women struggle with worth. Hmm. What would you say to them about their struggle with worth?
1: Okay. I've thought about this question for a long time. And, and even today when I was swimming was like, Oh my gosh. Uh. Um, I think, well, one, I don't think it's just women. I think men obviously struggle with, uh, self-worth as well. Mm-hmm. And maybe just as much. I mean, if you look at like, al you know, uh, alcoholic rates and suicide rates and stuff like that. I just think Women maybe have the emotional maturity and the tools to better realize what it is.
0: Okay. And oh, I think interesting. And a lot of men
1: lack those tools, and so they just sort of, sh- or they they lack those tools, and they don't have like gal pals uh, to you know sit and chat with like like women or m- myself do, uh, and so you have a bunch of men together that that don't know how to express that they're not enjoying life, you know, it's, it's, it's just sort of a vacuum and, and it's dangerous, but enough about men. Let's get back to women. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's interesting because Mark, a couple episodes ago talked about that same thing that, you know, that men also do struggle with worth. So I think as women, that's kind of good for us to to hear is that it? it might be different. It sounds like it looks a little different, but that it's, it is it is there, it is there, yeah, What's, again,
1: I think the women have the interest introspection to be able to sort of call that call that out mm-hmm. Sorry, what
0: were you gonna say? no, <clears throat> I was just gonna take us to our our next
1: oh, I'm not done yet.
0: Oh no, 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 okay. What do you mean? Oh, you're not done talking about women and worth? No,
1: I said now okay, back to women, back to oh, women. back
0: to women, okay.
1: So yes. I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of, you know, it was just you and I for a while. And then you met Ron, who's super great. So I, I've been fortunate enough to have like a lot of great women in my life. You, Mimi, you're, you know, you, you're a close uh, group of friends, you know, Sandy, Becky, um, um, the Spellman clan. Like I, I've just, there's been a lot. Of, and now, And then obviously friends, adult women that I have. Right now I have so many so I I have I, I was not raised as a woman nor do I um, do I associate myself with being a woman so I can't say a hundred percent why why women struggle with self-worth and for those women listening you should just listen to the other episodes so you can listen to an actual woman talk about it but I do have like I think it has to do a lot with perception and maybe women chasing after these ideals that we've been given and I know it's like it feels so hackneyed to like blame the media and stuff like that but um these ideals that aren't necessarily really what you what you want or you need and I think if the women and actually people in general we might get into this into the like main topic today but if you really did the self work and really worked on yourself, then um, I feel like a lot of that would go away. Because if you don't do the work, like it's not just gonna, it's not gonna happen. And with all of that being said, <laughs> the sort of fun side thing is, ladies, listen to me out there. You have to stop just liking guys that are taller than you. <laughs> I know it is like, ingra- I really truly believe it's ingrained in like women's DNA, because I would consider um, most of my uh, women friends um, sane, much saner than I, and um, <laughs> and almost all of them are like, default back to this, like, I, I just want a guy who's taller than me. Meanwhile, I've done circus shows with a bunch of acrobats who run on the smaller side, generally, and these guys are ripped and some of them are, are very emotionally intelligent and wonderful. And ladies, you got it. You got to move past that hard coded lizard brain DNA thing going on and be like, you know what? It, it wouldn't look weird. I don't think anyone would care if you were with a man that was smaller than you. And that's my story.
0: That's your ex, extra tip
1: <laughs> extra tip for the day, all yeah. right,
0: yeah, okay, a piece of wisdom that you keep handy,
1: mm. okay, so I have an analogy, and if you haven't if you can't already tell, my analogies are sometimes uh <laughs> nebulous, I'm not the like they make a lot of sense to me, but a lot of other people I get looks back going, wait what um I'll track I'll track okay. is it can take a long time to climb the mountain and the mountain is obviously like what you're working towards. And as you're climbing the mountain, you're going to see a lot of people zooming past you on like gondolas, you know? So think, think like snowy mountain, you've got your, your, your Patagonia parker on and you're just hoofing <laughs> it up the mountainside. Meanwhile, they got a, you know, a party going up on the little gondola you know, on the little rope thing and they're warm, they're having a great time. Woo. And you just sort of look at, <laughs> up at them and you're like, Oh man, you know, that they got hot cocoa in there. I wish I had hot cocoa, <laughs> but when the first storm comes, when they're at the top of the mountain, they were so used to getting it so easy and, and it being so warm. The first icy storm comes, they, they leave quickly okay, back to the gondola, let's go, and back down the mountain. Meanwhile, you're still hoofing it. And when you get to the top of that mountain, you're so used to the ice and the cold that when that storm comes, it doesn't blow you off track. You just plant your feet, and you're there.
0: Wow. I was not expecting that little pearl of wisdom at all. That is. Got visuals and all kinds of stuff going on with that. With that uh, little nugget of wisdom, I I like that, Sean, and I particularly think it applies to you right now as we make this wonderful segue into one of your topics, which is uh, the healing journey Um, you've been on quite. quite a roller coaster with your health. Now we can start off by saying that you're not seriously ill. We're not talking about a terminal illness or anything like that, but we're talking about something that's been a, a little bit, well, it has been debilitating at times and it has certainly slowed down your climb up the mountain. So what do you want to tell us about your healing journey?
1: Yeah. Um, for this like current healing journey is because I've dealt with other decade-long stomach stuff and depression and anxiety and having to, um, excuse me, work on those things is I got a stomach virus and then was given some antibiotics for it. And then since that day, I have pretty much never had a full day without brain inflammation. And brain inflammation, a lot of people call it brain fog. And what it is, is just like, you know, the rest of your body can get inflamed. Uh, Your brain is inflamed and it's hard, depending on how bad it is at the time, it can um, sort of vary from, it's hard for me to focus, for me to sort of clear thoughts. They call it brain fog because it always feels like there's just sort of this haze in front of you and you can't, like even right now, it's it's a bit of a, a struggle to collect my thoughts or to read or to anything like that and then when it gets really bad it can feel like you're having an out-of-body experience anxiety spikes all of these things and so it's been two years of dealing with that every day and trying to seeing a lot of health people and doctors and trying to figure out you know what's wrong I just want like I want to know what's wrong with me. That and that is such an interesting thing. It's such an interesting feeling when you don't know, because usually doctors are really good at you have this, you have that. But to spend so long going, I don't. Nobody seems to know what's wrong with me. I go to my, you know, my primary, and he's like, I did the blood work. You seem fine, and you're like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not okay. This is not normal. On the outside, I look great. Hopefully,
0: <laughs> you do. I can attest. I can attest.
1: Okay, but a, you. I, oh yeah.
0: No, no. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say I'm getting a little bit of a raccoon eyes from swimming so much where the goggles go over. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's really it tough, and so I've finally seen a new doctor, and just this, you know, waiting almost two years to finally see this doctor, get some answers. You're hoping for, okay, it's this and take these pills and you'll be great. And it's like, hey, we have to wait a month until your lab tests come back. And so, okay, so you have to wait another 30 days. And then those lab tests finally come back. And it's like, okay, do you know what it is? And like, we're pretty sure we we know what it is, what's going on. You've got this thing called leaky gut. And it's probably going to take half a year to fix. And you just. Ugh. And so one half of you, like I told you on the phone, when I talked to you, one half of you is so happy to be like, okay, name it and claim it. At least we know what it is. And the other half is like another six months of this. It just, it's depressing. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, And. Would I wish this on anyone? No. Would I do it all again? No. <laughs> has has it definitely at times broken me? And um, yes. And it's, it's taken away almost two years of my life. Not that I haven't been able to live a full, full life, but I haven't been able to do a lot of things that I've wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And these are the prime years of my life. Um, But I think through it, if life hasn't already just sort of kicked me in the teeth trying to teach me patience, it definitely gave me the people's elbow uh, teaching me patience with this.
0: Well, I, I just see you back on that mountain. You know, you're making very slow, but steady progress. And now that you have what we're hoping is the definitive diagnosis and a treatment plan. I see the sort of the speed increasing with which you can head up the mountain. I mean, not meaning you suddenly can sprint, but it just, it certainly seems and feels hopeful. So in addition to patients, which you mentioned that you've learned patients through this, You talked about endurance in our pre-talk. So Mm -hmm. would you say that this is something you have learned too through this process? Because I know you've been to many specialists and all kinds, the whole gamut of medicine. I mean, from alternative to Western to other things in between. And so what do you have to say about endurance in this process?
1: Yeah, it's definitely taught me endurance and I mean, I I already feel like a lot of my life has to do with endurance and I'm really hoping that this isn't like a final test. Cause I'm like, well, if I'm, if this is like my, my stepping stone of learning endurance, like what comes next? Like full Mad Max society breaks down and, 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 you know and i'm if i'm just going to have to like let's unite the people let's go and become some sort of war chief or something i don't know uh hopefully it doesn't come to that but like endurance of you know wanting to do the jobs you want to do uh, endurance in finding love endurance of uh, Mental health and learning to love and appreciate yourself. And, and, uh, yeah, I've definitely, I I am not, no part of me is one of those people where it's like, and it just, uh, like, oh, and it happened over. He's an overnight success. It just happened. Never happens for me anywhere. It's always like little engine that could keep going up, keep going. Um, so I think that's good in the long run because, like, the analogy, when I get to some of these goals, I'll be firmly planted and go, oh, no, I, I spent a year or decades doing the work. Like, I'm good, you know, and meanwhile, other people are jumping ship.
0: Well, I, I view it as very character building, These are the kinds of things you would never volunteer for. And yet here you are having a a big challenge. And because of the challenge and the way that you're approaching it, you are able to learn from it and be open to, I, I don't want it to sound trite, but the lessons that, that this challenge is giving you. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I like, I I know some people, and I I don't want to, you know, uh, give a hard time to what anybody else believes, but some people are like, it happens for a reason. And I feel like maybe sometimes, yeah, but to feel like some really awful things happen because of some, for some cosmic or deity reason, eh, I don't subscribe to that.
0: I totally understand what you're saying. And, and the, this might even be my blog post just based on the comment. You just made the difference between allowing and cause. And I'm very big on that, I think, as you know.
1: But what I am big on is, yes, I know. You can't see, but I'm winking and I'm pointing at her. <laughs> <laughs> but what I am big on is that good can come out of that bad. Yes. And the fact that there isn't anything I mean there are some just truly truly awful things. And I hope they never happen to any of you. But the fact that some something good can come of that bad yes is is something. Cuz yes. imagine imagine a world where something terrible happens to you and that's it there's nothing no good comes out of it it was it was just like that sounds hellish to me yes i would not want to yes live in that place
0: and i i really believe that if you look at a lot of the good i won't say all the good but a lot of the good that's done out there like organized good or what have you or maybe just even individual good you could trace that back to something that happened in that person's life. Mm. Some, something tragic, the loss of someone, some, some, they went through something that, you know, we're talking about going through something bad or going through something really hard. And they chose to, at some point along that journey, they chose to turn that into something good.
1: Yeah, there's a quote, and again, my memory's not good, so I'm not going to get it uh, <laughs> entirely, but I think it's Robin Williams, or at least somewhere on the internet. It's a credit to Robin Williams, but maybe it's somebody else. But it's you people, um, people who have, often people who have met like their lowest point don't want other people to feel like that. Mm. And so you can, just like you were saying, you can see those people because they're really bending over backwards to make sure that that other people don't hit that point and that's mm-hmm. that definitely rings true for me
0: I like that and I will research that quote and and see if we can get it you know spot on <laughs> well just you know did did, did he say yeah, that yeah that kind of thing yeah. fact checking fact checking please do so my question to you is and it's it's far too early, I think, in your journey to to really answer this, but maybe you've given this a little bit of thought. What could or would you turn around and do with this experience you've had?
1: Just this one specifically?
0: In terms of, of, of good and, and turning this into good, or does it feel more like an individual journey or does it Is there something that you feel like you want to do with this? (sighs) Write a theater piece?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what's so hard is like, you know, it's really hard to write right now. And I hope when this all clears up, I can, you know, jump back into doing that. It would be hard to personify brain fog in like a movie or something like that without making it some sort of... uh, Secondary representation. Right, right. Nobody wants to see somebody who looks fine going, I can't think really well right now. You know, that's not very engaging. I don't know. I'd like to think, I'd like to think if I ever had a lot of money, (laughs) I would like to set up a foundation or something to obviously like stomach intestinal health things but also you know there's so many other it, so many other people out there suffering and just trying to get answers and to help people i also want to i don't know i've also been toying with like like dipping my toe back in education a little bit and i would also like to educate people that maybe wouldn't necessarily have the chance to go to, cause now college is so expensive, you know, that maybe they don't have that opportunity. So like, you know, maybe I could do that online or maybe I could do something just to get that ball rolling for some of those people, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. I just want to see, I mean, I, I still want to make my stuff and all, and all those creative pursuits too, but there's enough time to try and elevate everyone else and and inspire and to get other people to to do things so i think yeah if the lotto wants to send me a winning ticket or <laughs> get a hospital or something built up let's go
0: <laughs> well there's a lot of of wellness that you can be speaking into because of everything you've been through and I, i'm i i have zero doubt that if you are going through this. other people are going through this and not really knowing where to turn, what to do, who to go to, what works, what doesn't. And, and not that you know you would be, uh, you know, a medical practitioner, but just uh, not not just. as someone who has walked this road, How comforting it it is when we go through difficult times to seek comfort and maybe some knowledge and a shoulder with people who have been through the same things. There is something in that kind of community that offers connection Uh and solidarity and tremendous relief.
1: But also, yeah, but also people... Need to want it, I'm thinking more specifically with like excuse me, more like mental health stuff is sometimes people are at a place where they sort of the blinders are on either because they're so deep in the depression and stuff, and they they can't like you you need to be able to help yourself if that makes sense, because like now when I can see it brewing in people, I will be brazen, and I'll be like how can i how can I help? Do you want to talk? Mm-hmm. Even just recently, uh, somebody I met at the gym was like, okay, let's, let's talk about it. Um, and so I just want to give people the confidence to do that emotional work on yourselves because life will be, and this is coming from my experience of, of just years of having a hard time that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get all of your dream stuff. Same with me. Like I'm still chugging along towards a lot of those things, but I, I don't have the weight of not loving myself and, and all of these things weighing me down
0: right. Instead,
1: I, it, I can take on the day as it comes, whatever it is, and try and help those around me and hopefully they'll do the same with me. And um Yeah yeah.
0: Well, I think you have a lot to share and a lot to provide. It's, I guess, just a matter of how, when, what, you know, that sort of thing. I I think your your story, you know, needs to be told in a wider way so that you can offer some hope to those like you.
1: And that's why I appreciate your podcast because you're, Talking to us, us normal folk who aren't, you know, don't have a platform or aren't a celebrity, and it's celebrities are great and all, but it's nice to hear from just everyday people that have these really cool, amazing stories. And, you know, I know you always um, usually leave each episode with like, a, oh my gosh, I need to write that down. That was profound, or that was such good advice, or absolutely. You know, and it's, uh, and it's great. So just keep doing it.
0: I will, and it is. It is true. We we have so much to gain just by connecting with one another, and like you say, you know, sharing a part of your story. It can be so uh, inspiring and comforting and uplifting, and it, it really can leave a tremendous impact. And each person I've spoken to really has deepened my life in some way. And you're right. This whole show is about each person being who they are without apology. And none of us are celebrities. And I I doubt any of us are headed in that direction. And that's fine. We can't all call. We can't all be called to be celebrities, nor should we be, nor necessarily do we even want to be. This is about what's real you know people don't come on with talking points because they're promoting a book or their latest TV right. show or you know or their latest movie or whatever the, the, any any plugs that are given here are sort of incidental in in the respect that i i like what they're doing in a certain area and i i think that that it's worthy of of sharing that, but that's the show is not designed to be a platform for promotion at all. Amen. Yes. <laughs> now, anything in conclusion? Ah,
1: uh, that was a, that was a <laughs> lot for th- that was a full meal for them to chew on. I, uh, I, I don't know if I have anything else.
0: That's fine. I right. I I didn't. I didn't. You know, I wanted to give you one last opportunity. You know, just in case there was like, oh, I wanted to say this or that. This has been now. What some people may not know about you is you are one of the funniest people that I know. I was going to say alive, but that was going to be def- <laughs>
1: hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: that was going to be a, a mom brag all the way. But yes, you you are very funny. You're fun. You're entertaining. I like that this episode really focused on a different part of you
1: Mm mm-hmm than our other two uh yeah
0: yes what we did do a thanksgiving tree together and a christmas tree together those were like bonus episodes so um i i like that we got to kind of you know deep dive into a struggle that you've had and you were very real about it and uh i appreciate your willingness to be authentic And vulnerable and transparent—my three pillars that I love (laughs) so very dearly. Thank you for that. And gosh, right now you look like Matthew McConaughey. Something about your your expression. Oh my gosh!
1: All right, all right, all right. (laughs) I can't quite do it. I do Louisiana, right? He's from Texas. Texas, hey Rochelle. Hope you have a good time. All right, it's nice to be on the podcast
0: okay
1: (laughs) awesome cool
0: (laughs) green green light green light
1: green light
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's the perfect way to end thank (laughs) thank you so much thanks for having me yeah you were great i really appreciate you (laughs)
1: love you
0: love you too okay bye Obviously, I'm biased when it comes to being a mom. I own that. Still, I think from the outside looking in, there is great value in sharing not just our triumphs, but also our travails. It helps us feel less alone. It brings us comfort and provides insights, maybe even inspiration to what we are going through, have gone through, or maybe will go through. Remember, we are wired for stories. Thanks, Sean, for sharing a part of yours. Oh, and you will make it to the top of this mountain. The Unabashed You website has photos, quotes, and a blog for each episode. Each episode's audio is embedded on its own page at unabashedyou.com. We are on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, and Verbal, V-U-R-B-L. You're invited to subscribe, rate, and review. It does help. Social media accounts Instagram, Unabashed You. Facebook. The account is Rochelle Renee, R E C H E L L E R E N A E, and the page is Unabashed You. Twitter at Rochelle Renee. If you have any questions or comments, or maybe even want to be a guest, email us at unabashedyou at gmail.com. We do depend on website visits, social media, and word of mouth to share these episodes. We delight in growth, knowing these conversations help you think, celebrate who you are, and move you in some way. So continue to listen, read, and be inspired. Our blessing for this week everyone wants to live on top of the mountain but all the happiness and growth occurs while you're climbing it. And that is from Andy Rooney. Amen. That's right. Stay the course on your mountain. Be unabashed. Be you.